This is Montego Bradley from Fans of Patrol, and you're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 374 of the So Wizard podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. You're all my bright lights. And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Riggins. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we got a little bit of news to discuss, and then we got our review of the newest big hit movie from Sony Pictures, Venom, colon, Let There Be Carnage. But before we get into all that, how the hell is everyone doing? Marcellus Reagans, the big E is over. Yes, it is officially done. I closed up, uh, helped close up the shop last night at about midnight, and uh, I was exhausted. But it was a good last day. I had a lot of fun. All right. So now what are you going to do with yourself in your, all your free time? Uh, I'm going to get that platinum card from uh, <laughs> from Cinemark. <laughs> one, one step closer. One step closer to that. Uh, thankfully, uh, last week, Aubrey was able to edit half the show for me. So I was like, holy shit, it's it's Tuesday night and I have like nothing to do. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to go to the movies. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm, I'm getting awesome. closer to that platinum status. Awesome. Good to hear. I'm glad you enjoyed your time at the biggest of ease. Aubrey, how are you? I'm living the dream. Um, working, going to school, living life. Excellent. Good to hear. Nothing too terribly exciting this week, huh? No, I mean, I don't really do anything, so it's I live kind of a boring life. It's all right. Better a boring life than one that's a little too crazy, like uh, Mark Ellis and his time at the Big E eating pickled pizza. <laughs> Ew. So gross. Pickled pizza is amazing, by the way. It's nasty. It's, it's delicious. Hey, I didn't create it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, it wasn't. It's not an invention out of my kitchen. Someone else <laughs> thought of it. I told them to. <laughs> Someone else thought of it, someone else made it, and then I purchased it, and it's delicious. Well, by the time you listen to this, the social media apocalypse will be over, <laughs> and uh, all our apps will be working again, so you can go check out a picture of the pickle pizza I posted it on Instagram. I was very worried that Instagram would disappear forever, and the last thing I ever posted was pickle pizza. <laughs> and uh, that would have made me so happy. <laughs> this, this is how it ended. <laughs> Yep. I panicked for like a second when I realized the messenger was down and I was like, how am I supposed to communicate? <laughs> oh, wait. People can text me. Yeah. This is the way the world ends, not with a bang, but with a pickle pizza. Um, <laughs> and how are you doing, Joey? I'm, I'm, I'm in a weird place, man. Uh, this is the second week in a row where I actually did something. Wow. Right. So myself and my amazing, beautiful wife, Jen, uh, went to the Big E last night um and we went to see sticks live in concert at the biggie so uh it was wild um 
it was pouring rain the entire time that we were there and it was outside. Everything's outside at the Big E. <laughs> the concert was outside except for the band. Um, and we were just in the pouring rain for like five hours. So the pants I wore are still hanging over this chair and they are not dry yet. And it is <laughs> almost 24 hours later. So. Yeah, it was it was pouring uh, which, you know, unfortunately for the people who are outdoors at the concert, that kind of sucks. Uh, but for someone who's working and, you know, it, the rain kind of made the crowd disappear, it let me uh, skip away for a little while and go check out the other concert at the Big E, which was uh, DMC of Run DMC doing some uh, rock songs. So we were both listening to rock music just on different sides of the state fair. Excellent. Yes, yeah, Sticks was really good. Jen is a huge Sticks fan. I mean, I like Sticks, like the songs that you know, like everybody knows, but like I'm not like into deep cuts or anything. Yeah. Um, but she's all in on Sticks, and I was really surprised because they're like super old. Yeah. Like super old. Like they looked like old when I was a kid <laughs> and they were on MTV. So I could only imagine like 35 years later, like how much older they are <laughs> so um but they were great yeah they sounded great they were all over the stage running around playing and stuff they were really good i was really surprised they played mr roboto they played come sail away you really can't complain um i did eat fried cheesecake by the way oh the yeah, how was that um it was amazing <laughs> <laughs> it was like the breading from like a uh, chinese food like chicken finger around cheesecake with like powdered sugar and strawberry all over it and it on a stick. <laughs> nice. It was really good. It was terrible. I gained a hundred pounds just thinking <laughs> about it again. So, but I guess we got to burn it off. And the only way to do that is to stop talking about us and talk more about us. Markellis Reagan's tell the listeners where they can find more. So was your podcast. All right, so everybody can go over to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. Uh, you'll also find some movie reviews from yours truly. Uh, you'll find some recommendations on new movies, books, and TV shows from the awesome Adam Mollyhawk. Uh, you'll also find our merchandise there. We have a tea public store where you can shop to get some t-shirts, sweatshirts, journals, coffee mugs, baby onesies, all types of things with the Soul Wizard Podcast logo and designs all over it. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have Instagram, so definitely get at us. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes and give us a five-star review while you're there. Uh, you can also find our show wherever podcasts are found, including Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, my personal favorite, Spotify. We have a YouTube page with videos going up constantly from Adam Mollyhawk, including movie reviews, trailers, uh, trailer reactions, and interviews. Uh, we have a Patreon page where you can support the show for as little as a dollar a month, and you will be receiving bonus content and exclusive content from everyone here at the show. Shout out to all of our podcasting family in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast and Network. Back to you, Joey. First of all, you know, I, I don't really know or care anything about social media. I don't even know what's out there or isn't out there. So that's irrelevant to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a perfect one, isn't it? Oh, God. All right, Marcellus. I hear that we have news to discuss. So let's drop that drop and let's talk that news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news. 
All right. So uh, this week in nerdy news, uh, not a lot happened, uh, but there was a couple of topics I wanted to bring up uh, to get your opinions on. Uh, we had some casting news. It looks like they are making another Super Mario Brothers movie. I believe they actually may have announced that a little while ago. Uh, this one will not be live action. This will be an animated movie. But this one, uh, they announced the voice cast. And it looks like we're going to be getting Chris Pratt as Mario, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy as uh, Peach, and Charlie Day as Luigi. Uh, along with uh, Keegan-Michael Key and Jack Black. And a few other people that are going to be voicing different characters. Uh, I, despite the fact that uh, there's a ton of pictures of me at Dragon Con dressed as Luigi and Toad, uh, I am not that uh, super familiar with the characters or the story. I didn't watch the cartoon at all. I barely played the video games. So a new animated movie could be cool. It's from the it's from Nintendo and uh, Illumination. So at least it has some pedigree into it. But what do you guys think of the casting of uh, mainly of Chris Pratt as Mario? Uh, let's go to our video game expert, Miss Aubrey. I really like the cast, um, but I, d- I can't think of a single person that wants this movie. <laughs> Almost like a Sonic movie. Like nobody wanted that movie. I can't think of one person that was like, you know what? I really want a rebooted Super Mario franchise. No, nobody wanted it. The cast is great. Why? Why did we have to do this? I don't know. I think the Mario character is super popular. I remember a lot of people were pissed that he didn't make an appearance in the Wreck-It Ralph movie a little while ago. So, yeah, people want to see Mario on a big screen, I think. Fucking weirdos. (laughs) All right. So you don't have a problem. You think the cast is great. You don't have a problem with anyone on there at all? No, I think they're all really good in their own respects. I'm a little curious to see how they'll play those characters, Mm -hmm. but I can't see this movie being good. Wow. I have no hopes for it. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, Joey is someone who I believe is familiar with the Super Mario Brothers TV show. How do you feel about this casting? Well, before we get into that, I just want to say that, Mark, what do you think you say to Aubrey when she thinks that she's not interested in seeing Super Mario Brothers, the animated movie? (laughs) Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> Perfect. It's already on the list. It's going to be a tough couple of weeks. It's supposed to come out the same day as Avatar 2, uh, Blue <sighs> Boogaloo. So. Son of a bitch. Yeah, it's going to be a rough couple of weeks for you at the movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, what do I think? So, all right, let's, let's start with the cast. Uh, the cast... Seems stupid. Um, it's it's a very American animation thing to have to cast these big name actors to somehow get people in the seats. I'm never going to be angry about Anya Taylor Joy and anything. Uh, 2020 Woman Crush of the Year on my part, so I'm not going to be mad about her and her strangely attractive alien features. <laughs> um, I, I would like just like what the fuck? I love chess now, you know. Um, but I I, just, I can't see. Chris Pratt's voice coming out of Mario. And this is, I was on uh, superhero speak last week and we talked about this a little bit. And that was kind of my big takeaway from that voice casting was mm-hmm. I'm so used to how Mario sounds. And he's like, it's a me. I'm Mario. I, I can't picture like what Chris Pratt's voice coming out of him is going to sound like. And it's not because it's Chris Pratt because whatever, but he plays Chris Pratt and everything, you know, the voice he uses for Lego movie is the same as his own voice he uses in Guardians of the Galaxy. It's not like he's some like crazy voice actor, but yeah. 
I just I can't picture that voice coming out of Mario after so many years of what I think Mario sounds like. So that, that's the big thing for me to get over. I'm going to have to see a trailer to really like absorb like what is this going to look like? I don't know anybody that was expecting the guy that actually does the voice of Mario to, to play like 45 characters in a large budget Hollywood animated movie is out of their fucking mind. So I'm glad he got a job in it. And he's a nice guy. I've met him multiple times, but he's not going to be playing Mario yeah. in this movie. Um, my my big like takeaway from it, and I know Aubrey doesn't want to see it, but uh, you know I know my son does want to see it. Well, at least he did when it was originally announced. Now he's thirteen. I don't know, but <laughs> Nintendo's not going to let this be terrible. They got cut so deep by that original live action Mario Brothers movie and the way Hollywood treated them that they practically like went into a shell with making projects for like 30 something years. Um, I remember a million years ago on the show, we talked about legend of Zelda uh, coming to Netflix. Us being able to talk about that story is the reason that that didn't come to pass because someone leaked it to the press and Nintendo walked away. So (laughs) they're pretty psycho about things like that. And, uh, I, I just I have to believe they got Miyamoto involved and they're just going to be super hands on and make sure this doesn't suck ass. I mean, it could still suck ass, but I, I really want to believe. So I, I'm in. I'm in. I'm not going to see it the same week as Avatar, but maybe the week after. So. <laughs> well, Sonic came on the scene and I believe Sonic was based on a, a popular cartoon show, too. And no one really flipped out over the guy that does Sonic's voice. Uh, Urkel? Was oh no, it was Urkel, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Julia White Holy as Sonic. That was his big second career after he couldn't get roles. Holy shit. All he shit. did was work out and voice Sonic. <laughs> I never watched that show, but I do remember that. Yeah. Were, were people upset that Urkel didn't come back for the Sonic movie, or did do we all accept Ben Schwartzman? Yes. Oh, they were? Okay. Arby was. At the time, more people were upset there wasn't a Sonic shoe cameo, but now I think oh, that's kind of past. God. <laughs> that's not happening. Uh, so anyway, uh, the date for Super Mario, it's Super Mario Brothers, but it's it's spelled out Super Mario Bros. I don't know yep. how they're going to keep it. Uh, December 21st, 2022, that will be in theaters. Are you all in, Mark? Yeah, Mario is a popular, super popular character. So um, I almost feel obligated to see it just for, like I said, there's there's uh, a ton of pictures of me dressed up as Luigi from mm-hmm. multiple years of Dragon Con. So I almost feel like oh, I'm you obligated to, to see, go see it, it regardless for the show. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to go see Joey it. Joey anyway. turned down women for Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> I know. I don't remember what episode that story's on, but some somewhere you can find it in the archives. <laughs> That's right. Uh, okay. All right. So then in other, uh, other kind of movie news, uh, Coming up soon in November, we are getting not a remake, but a director's cut of a probably one of the best comic book movies ever made that's not based on a comic book and not called The Matrix. Uh, it is Rocky Four. Somewhere there's a group of people that said release the sly cut and Sylvester Stallone heard them and said, here you go. Rocky Four, a.k.a. Rocky versus Drago, uh, will be coming to theaters for one night only, November 11th. Uh, and then it will be available digitally right after that on the 12th. Uh, but they released a new trailer for it. More scenes. Uh, nothing with Polly and a robot, unfortunately, but... <laughs> But a few more scenes to kind of build up the epicness of this story. So what do you guys think of Rocky Ford, the director's cut, 
now that we're in this uh, prime age of uh, people re-releasing longer versions of their original movies. Uh, let's go to our resident Rocky expert, Joey. <laughs> Um, you know what they say when you don't want to go see Rocky for directors cutting the movie. Uh, <laughs> there's no easy way out, guys. No, no, no. Um, Rocky Four is my favorite Rocky movie. <laughs> it's perfection in my mind. So mm-hmm. I don't know how you can possibly improve it. Uh, I know Sylvester Stallone said he was not a fan of Polly's robots that actually may get cut out. Oh, wow. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't have no idea what he's doing in the movie. There really hasn't been a ton of press or interviews really about what he's putting in or taking out. It's going to be 40 minutes longer. I, I don't know if they're going to make it more serious. I mean, to me, it's the ultimate cheesy, amazing 80s movie. And like, I'm worried about making changes to that. Yeah. Like it's perfection. Like, well, how could you fix perfection? You know what I mean? Like, I, I love it so much. Even if it's warts and all, I just love it. And it's so quotable and it's great. And I just wish it doesn't get fucked up, <laughs> but I will be there uh, day one to uh, check it out in the movie theater uh, schedule permitting. Otherwise, I'll be watching it on VOD yep. the next day. So I- I'm really excited about it. I'm sure you guys don't give two shits and I can't get my kids excited at all about it. But for me, I'll be there right in front of the TV. Me and oh. my robot. <laughs> when I saw the when I saw the preview, the first thing I thought of is, oh, when they release that on DVD, Joy's gonna have to buy that one and add it to the other the other collection. You gotta squeeze it in the other the other movies. That's right. I'm like watching the trailer, like weeping. <laughs> I'm like, I love this movie so much. All right, uh, Aubrey, what about you? How do you feel about Rocky Four, uh, Rocky v Drago? I don't fucking care. <laughs> give a single shit wow did now i don't remember did we talk about uh did you watch creed part two no bro aubrey did not do any creed movies no creed movies at all (laughs) fuck no damn that's so boring (laughs) you want to hear me bitch for an hour (laughs) we watch creed michael b jordan martial arts movie i watch has tom hardy in it oh my oh my goodness (laughs) Well, uh, because of the, I think, strong story points of Creed 2 that took place, you know, years later and had, you know, that story, that whole storyline, the whole Creed franchise is kind of spun out of Rocky Um, Four. And you know what? I watched, I actually sat down one afternoon and watched like all of the Rockies. And uh, by the time I got to four, that's when it, it hit me how much of a comic book movie it is. It is real it's done really well it's it, it it could sit right next to the one of the movies in the mcu it's that comic bookish um so yeah i liked it i would definitely check out a director's cut just to see what else is in that story fingers crossed more robot but you know that's just me better not be messing with the soundtrack that's all i'm saying <laughs> that's what i want 10 minutes of throw the towel that's all it was. I will say bad omen. Uh, I think a weekend or two ago, uh, Anthony Joshua came to the ring to defend his unified heavyweight title to no easy way out and promptly got his ass kicked. Oh, so. shit. <laughs> well, we'll have to stay tuned for that. So, uh, yeah, Rocky for the director's cut in theaters November 11th on digital November 12th. And hopefully we'll probably be on uh, Blu-ray DVD after that. All right, so then the last bit of news is this isn't really a news story, but just a quick announcement. Uh, after a stellar season two of The Mandalorian this year, uh, we actually have a date for the spinoff show, The Book of Boba Fett. 
Uh, it will be released on Disney Plus December 29th. So we'll be able to kick off or finish off this year and kick off next year with some new Boba Fett stories. I was so amazed with what they did with Mandalorian last year. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, hopefully they will explain how he came back. Unlike uh, Palpatine, who, uh, you know, they don't really explain. I don't understand how two characters from Return of the Jedi could both fall in a pit, both come back. One everyone gets upset about and the other one no one cares about. So that, that just baffles me. So we'll see. Maybe they'll explain the story of Boba Fett's return in the book of Boba Fett. You guys have any thoughts on book of Boba Fett coming this year on Disney Plus? Hope it doesn't suck. You like Mandalorian season two, right, Aubrey? I do. So I know it won't, but you know, you, I hope anybody. there's just a, I hope they don't even explain how he got out of the star like pit. It's just like Gina Carano rolling her eyes and being like, somehow Boba Fett has returned. <laughs> Then you never see her again. <laughs> I would accept that. I would accept a that. A crate dragon just pops up and like eats her and goes back to the sand. <laughs> you never see her again. <laughs> Hashtag free Gina Carano. Oh, God. She's making uh, movies now with, I don't know the names of the people. They make like um, right wing focused movies. Does that make sense? Am I making sense? They're not. Religious movies like Beckman or God's Not Dead, but it's like conservative oh. movies, I guess. They made um, they only made one movie so far. It was called Run Hide Fight, and it's a it's summed up as Die Hard in a school shooting. <laughs> no. Jesus, I kind of want to watch it. Oh. That's a hell of a sell. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds horrible. You know what? Would make, you know what would make that would, what would make that better is adding Gina Carano. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes <laughs> god's not dead six <laughs> starring gina carano is coming your way um yeah i mean i'm super excited uh boba fett's appearances in the mandalorian season two were awesome um he's my favorite character ish in star wars he was my central favorite for a long time but i think that might have just been like edgy teen years but he's still up there in my top uh four or five so yeah, give me it all over my face. It's like all these shows, man. Any of this shit that they're making, like Andor and Book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian, Ahsoka, uh, the Green Rabbit guy, and whatever <laughs> yes. other fucking character, Gonk Droid, the movie. Um, just keep keep them coming. Just keep as long as the quality's there. I don't give a shit what it's about. Just put it all over my face. Agreed. Agreed. So uh, yeah, let's get ready for uh, the Book of Boba Fett. And his ship, uh, Boba's starship, on uh, December 29th. <laughs> all right. Uh, and that's it. That's all I got for the news. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to talk all about Venom. Let there be carnage. Welcome to Rhode Island Comic Con 2021, presented by Cardi's Furniture and Mattresses. November 5th, 6th, and 7th at the Dunkin' Donuts Center and Rhode Island Convention Center. Come back together with amazing cast reunions from Cobra Kai, The Mandalorian, The Boys, and Clerks. With a special Friday evening appearance by the one and only Kevin Smith. Catch up with artists, wrestlers, vendors, and so much more. Tickets are on sale now at all Toy Vault locations or online at www.ricomicon.com. And we are back. All right, guys. It's finally here. The sequel to Venom. Venom, Let There Be Carnage. A huge box office this past weekend for Venom 2. 
People were excited. They came out in droves to see Venom and Tom Hardy. So we're going to go, as always, with our non-spoiler impressions. Then we will drop the drop. If you haven't seen it yet, you can leave. The rest of you stick around for some more questions, answers, and insight on what we thought about the movie. But before we get started, Aubrey, what is Venom Let There Be Carnage about? I don't know why I'm never prepared. All right. (laughs) Eddie Brock is... Eddie Brock is still struggling to coexist with the shape-shifting extraterrestrial venom when deranged serial killer Cletus Cassidy also becomes host to an alien symbiote. Brock and Venom must put aside their differences to stop his reign of terror. All right. Well, we all had a chance to see it, and we all had to go to the movie theater to do so because it is not streaming anywhere legally um, or in any type of Good picture quality. Uh, Aubrey, what did you think of Venom, Let There Be Carnage? (sighs) It was okay. I wouldn't say it's the worst movie I've seen ever because we did just watch Prisoners of Ghostland. (laughs) Um, So that's a little bit easier to top. But it, it wasn't like I didn't leave the theater thinking, oh, my God, that was super fucking amazing. Okay. That's that's not the worst. I was expecting a lot worse than that. Uh, Marcellus Reagans. Uh, I was so bored during this movie. <laughs> like, I could not believe. And I knew that it was like 90 minutes, maybe a little more than 90 minutes tops. But Jesus, it felt like it was going on forever and ever. I was like, God, what is wrong? With, why is this movie making so much money? I don't understand. Because it's not that good. So, um... Yeah, I didn't have a good time at the theaters watching. I didn't I didn't want to pull my eyeballs out or anything like that. I didn't want to like, you know, throw myself off a bridge, but I didn't have a good time during the movie. All right. Um I thought this was pretty horrible. Uh, I hate to say it. I'm sorry, Aubrey, but I thought this movie sucked. It's a weird kind of suck though. <laughs> mhm. I like you watch Prisoners of the Ghost Land or Thunder Force and you're just like angry. You're like, fuck this movie. Like I want to throw the TV out the window. Like I was just kind of sitting there mostly dumbfounded for most of the movie. Um, sometimes bored and just kind of like, what the fuck am I? Wa- like, what am I doing with my life? Like I was having an epiphany during Venom. Let there be carnage of like, what am I doing with my life that I took? you know, three hours away from my family on a Saturday afternoon to sit here alone and watch this movie. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be hilarious. If this is the movie that like breaks the podcast, <laughs> it just crushes. Yeah, it just, you know, it just was one of those feelings like this movie sucks. And like, why does it exist? Like, why, why am I watching this? Like, what is even, I was having an existential crisis watching this movie. It was just so shitty. And I just couldn't come up with reasons like why it was so shitty. Like I just didn't understand. So, mm-hmm. It sounds like we've got two thumbs down and a thumbs in the middle. So if you haven't seen Venom, let there be carnage yet. Uh, that might be a warning not to. But if you have, stick around because we're going to drop the drop and we're going to spoil Venom. Let there be carnage. Uh, I've got some spoilers. One clear spoiler. Yeah, Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aubrey. Give us some things you liked about this movie. Um, per usual, I like my husband in it. (laughs) Woody Harrelson? (laughs) I think Woody Harrelson, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about him. It's almost like a cat with water. Like, do I like it? I don't know. Do I like it? I don't, I don't, I'm not quite sure. Don't cats Um, drink water? 
they do drink water, but they're afraid to be in water. Oh, okay. And so it, it just was, it, it was weird. I like how they try to incorporate as much from the Venom story as they can. Very small characters they try to bring in, um, like Shriek. I do, I appreciate that. I appreciate all that they're trying to do and, you know, maximize what they can with what they have. I will give them that. I really liked Carnage. I thought that Carnage looked fucking awesome. Hmm. And I like how they showed his axe hand. I just, I liked his overall animation and everything. He was fucking awesome looking. Um, The fight scenes were really cool. They were uh, drawn out for a little bit, which was nice. They weren't just very quick. And Venom didn't quickly win. Um, So that was really cool. I liked Shriek. I liked her backstory. That was really cool. But that was about it. Okay. All right. Uh, Marcellus Reagans, how about you? Yeah, so things that I liked. Uh, This movie did something that, uh, even though I said I I was bored with it, it did something that Shang-Chi didn't do for me. And it made me want to get the comic books to see, like, another story with these characters because the the dynamic between eddie and venom it's interesting it really is and i you know i don't have like a lot of venom books i've probably read maybe four in my lifetime uh but that dynamic is really cool and i think under you know a good story that would be a, a fun it'd be a fun adventure to go on with those two characters so i did want to dig a little bit deeper into the eddie venom uh kind of a relationship uh, the other thing I like, there was a there was a part where Eddie and Venom are they kind of like had a fight and they kind of split up. And Eddie's ex girlfriend uh, Michelle Williams she comes in to like help. She comes in as his lawyer and she brings Venom with her. I guess they help him escape and then Eddie has to apologize to Venom, but he's actually he's apologizing to Venom as Venom is in Michelle Williams' body. So it's almost like he's apologizing to both of them. Uh, and I thought that was actually really clever storytelling. I I was like, oh, okay, that that's that's a in a better movie that would be a really cool scene. So at least someone was thinking at that part. And I actually like the I like the fact that uh, whatever Woody Harrelson's character's name, Cletus Cassidy, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, so I like the fact that Cletus was in love with a uh, a girl who whose power was to like disrupt uh, things with her voice, like it was sound, right? So he teams up with Carnage and he's like, all right, I'm I'm unstoppable now. But then his girlfriend is the one that can like stop Carnage because of her voice. And Carnage is like, what the fuck? <laughs> and it starts to beat up on her. That I thought was funny. It, 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 it's funny that the two loves of his lives or the two things that he cares about can't get along, like just just automatically can't get along. So that I thought was really cool. And I thought the return of the cathedral aspect was really cool, too, because that's something you know, we talk a lot of shit about Spider-Man three and I know it's from the comic books, but I thought that was really cool. The church bells being uh, disruptive to the symbiotes. I thought they, it was cool that they brought that back. So that's what I liked about it. All right. All right. Um, things I liked about it. Well, all right. So it was 90 minutes long. Um, so even though it felt like it was six days long, it was only 90 minutes. So it was over quick. Um, I'm always happy to see uh, Naomi Harris get a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was amazing in 28 Days Later. So God bless her. Do whatever you want. Make some money. Love it. She still got it. 
Um, so I remember when we reviewed the first Venom movie, what I liked about it was the interplay between Venom and Eddie. And unfortunately, there was a movie that had to go along with it. Right. Uh, this is a lot of the same problem. And uh, not all of the jokes hit, but they certainly went very heavy into that direction. Yeah. <laughs> for funny and jokes. And when they hit, they are good. Much like you said, Mark, that scene with him having to apologize to her and Venom at the same time is great. Um, there's a couple other scenes here and there. I'm not, I'm not going to be able to remember them right off the top of my head, but I liked when Venom possessed the um, lady in the grocery store. I thought that was funny. And at first you don't think that it, it's her, but she figures out that it's him. And he's like, well, mm. I, I, I thought that was amusing. There were a couple of amusing parts and there's nothing like laugh out loud funny, but there's some, some sensible chuckles, I guess, on my time, my, my part. Um, so, yeah, I enjoyed a little bit of the humor. Uh, most of the other stuff was terrible. Um, yeah, I liked Woody Harrelson and um, Michelle Williams clearly know what kind of movie they're in. Yeah. And they are just chewing it up. <laughs> it, Michelle Williams legitimately looked like she was going to burst out laughing for 99.9% <laughs> of her scenes. Even when she's supposed to be like dramatic and stuff, she just looked like bemused. I don't know if she's just used to being in Dawson's Creek and like period dramas and she's not used to all these special effects going on and a ridiculous Tom Hardy, but uh, she literally just looked bemused the whole time she was in the movie. And I did like that her fiance in the movie, they didn't just throw him away, kill him or treat him like a schmuck. Like he did actually come back and try to help. Yeah, that was a, that was a nice uh, twist of a trope. So I did enjoy that. But that's really about it. Uh, Aubrey. What didn't you like? Um, I didn't like Michelle Williams. She's <laughs> it's because she's dating because she has Tom Hardy's heart. No, I don't know. There's just something weird about the way that she acts. I didn't really like her in the first one either. Um, I don't know what it is. She looks like she doesn't want to be in the movie. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. It, it's like her voice is almost like nails on a chalkboard wow. for me. I don't know what it is, but I don't I don't like her. And I I have no legitimate reason why I don't like her. And I, there's just something I don't know. Um, so every scene in her made me a little bit angry and frustrated because I didn't want to <laughs> listen to her. I didn't really that I didn't. The humor didn't hit for me as much as I think they wanted it to. Um, like you guys were saying, it it just the jokes that they pulled out weren't funny for me. And that was disappointing. Um, I did like, I, I did like the one joke where like he shows up in the cathedral for the wedding and then he's like, Nope, I'm not coming out. That's a red one. Yeah. That was kind of funny. I guess it would have been funny if it hadn't been in every commercial and trailer for the last two and a half years. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, but Sony. Maybe all of the jokes that were supposed to be super funny would have hit better if I hadn't seen them already. I don't like Woody Harrelson's hair. It <laughs> looks fake. They could have done a lot better with it. It just fucking looks stupid. I don't like how they just dive into him and Eddie Brock having a relationship. I wish that we got more of a backstory. So we gave a shit. I feel like they just were like, Hey, I have this history that you don't know about. You're supposed to care. I don't care. I mean, I, I care because I read the comics, but, you know, Joe Schmo does not give a shit who Cletus Cassidy is and does not care about the Carnage character the way that he should. And for me, that 
makes the movie shitty because Carnage is such a great character and there's so much opportunity, but Sony is doing what Sony does best and just shitting all over it. (laughs) And this is going to end up on FX Saturdays with fucking Fantastic Four because it's just they took what could be great and shit all over it. I don't like it. All right. All right. They they tried to go too much in the humor route. And Mm -hmm. that whole, like, party scene was fucking stupid. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Mark Ellis, what about you? Uh, Yeah. So things I didn't like. Uh, Like I mentioned before, I thought it was boring. Uh, It just – the story just seemed to – they seemed to be checking boxes and not really making, like, a story that had any kind of character in it. Um, I couldn't really understand some of Venom's dialogue. Uh, I know they use like this weird filter to change Tom Hardy's voice. And I know, you know, not understanding Tom Hardy's voice in a comic book movie should be, should be, uh, second nature at this point. But, uh, <laughs> some of his dialogue, I just could not, I, I, like, I missed a, a handful of jokes because I just couldn't understand what he was saying. And I, you know, it, the story just seemed lazy. It didn't seem, and I couldn't understand what was Eddie's job. Was he still the internet, internet story reporter that like got big scoops like online? Uh, I, I, I'm assuming he was still uh, a reporter of some kind. Yeah, but he had like his own talk show or his own like show online from the first movie, which I barely remember. So I don't know if he's still doing that. I'm not sure how he's able to afford that apartment that looks like shit. <laughs> It's constantly trashed. Yeah, I didn't understand where he was getting his money from. I didn't understand the relationship between him and a cop. I don't know. It just felt like they were very lazily checking off boxes to try to get the story moving along. I didn't understand is Carnage Venom's son or yes, in theory, yeah, yeah. So the symbiote um, kind of like branches off, kind of in. Mm -hmm. um, becomes another symbiote okay and it happens a couple times throughout the storyline so technically yes that i don't believe that that is that's not how carnage comes about but that is the storyline is that the symbiote kind of expands okay reproduces maybe so carnage is his own kind of person because he's a part of venom and then venom eats him (laughs) at the end of the movie Mm -hmm. Um, that whole thing it felt like there should have been a little bit something more to that it felt very lazy to me Um, and I didn't understand what Carnage's motive was if he had a motive was it just to kill wipe off everyone off the face of the earth and the last thing that I didn't like was the the post credit scene again just lazy lazy storytelling that could we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna go go into it too deep, but that I, that whole post credit scene was just super lazy to me. Um, and that was like at the very end. That was like the final straw. That's when I'm like, fuck this movie. All right. Well, you know, one of the things I've mentioned a couple times already is for a movie that's only 90 minutes long, it felt like three days long. It just it didn't feel like it was moving fast, but it was also moving too fast. Yeah. The storyline is threadbare. Um, It's relying a lot, like you said, Mark, and like you've said, Aubrey, it's relying a lot on your knowledge and love of these characters from other mediums to be excited that Carnage is here. It doesn't give you a reason why Carnage is doing anything or why he would be dangerous or or anything. 
it really doesn't show anything. It, it's just like, well, you know, carnage, you know, <laughs> so here he is. don't worry about it. <laughs> can, I, can I ask you guys a question, Aubrey? How is it that Woody Harrelson that's in his fifties was in the same uh, high school as uh, Naomi Harris, who's in her forties <laughs> at the same time? It, the world makes sense <laughs> in Sony land. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing when it's like 1996 and there's teenage Woody Harrelson. And I'm like, how far in the future is this movie? It's um, Sony. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like I said in my positives, uh, I liked the humor from the first one. I liked the relationship between Eddie and Venom. That was really the only thing that was a good takeaway. Um, unfortunately, Sony learned the wrong lesson from that positive feedback for that. And they went so far in that direction in this one that it's almost a borderline comedy. Yeah. And most of the comedy doesn't hit. So it, it's just this weird, like slapsticky, like three stooges type movie for like 90% of the runtime. But also there's a giant, red alien murdering people <laughs> and there's also body horror and venom goes to a rave <laughs> like what what am i watching here um the worst to me out of all of the humor in the movie the worst i don't know if it bothered you guys but it, it felt like they were 80 yard in extra lines so a lot of times like a scene would happen and instead of letting the scene breathe, like Venom or if Venom was out, like Eddie would have to make a comment mm -hmm. in the other character's head. Yeah. That felt like no one was saying it on camera or anything. You know what I mean? It was just like ADR'd in later. And none of those jokes hit. And it just felt so crammed in and like shoved in. It, it, nothing had room to breathe. And it was just nonstop joke, 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 jokes. And, and they weren't funny. And it, it just it never ended. And and. I, I don't I don't know what I want from a Venom movie and I, I two Venom movies and I still don't know what I want from a Venom movie, but it, it hasn't been this stuff yet. Um, I liked Woody Harrelson chewing up the scenery and, and clearly like enjoying what he's doing and not having to put much effort in. I think he's a fantastic actor, but man, he was terrible in this and, and the special effects were awful in this movie. They looked like shit. They looked like. Like it's, it, you could put this right on the on the TV after Daredevil starring Ben Affleck, <laughs> and it looked like they came out within months of each other. No, like, I I disagree. I think the special effects were they weren't stellar, they weren't top notch, but they weren't as bad as as some of the past movies. No, but they looked pretty bad. They were not good. Um, I I don't know. There's just so much I wasn't feeling in the movie. Like I wasn't feeling the vibe of the movie, and then the, the humor wasn't hitting, and then the storyline is dumb. What storyline there is is dumb, and then the movie's over. Yeah, <laughs> and they wrap everything up in a nice tight little bow at the end, and we'll get into the reason why. But like you know, every everyone gets their happy ending, and uh, Eddie drives away on his motorcycle. The end. <laughs> no, what what about the uh, the detective that his eyes turned blue at the very end? Why? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> why? But the thing is, is like, why? Like, I, I'm assuming they're trying to set him up to be Toxin. Uh, but your guess is as good as mine. There's no like, like, all right. So let's say like maybe Shriek threw him in a vat of chemicals or something like a reason why any of that would happen <laughs> to him. He's just a random police officer with a hearing aid. And all of a sudden he has superpowers. Yes, exactly. Like, nothing happened to him <laughs> other than he got beat up by the girl from 28 Days Later. Um, like, uh, I don't understand like how he suddenly has superpowers, but okay. Yeah, the movie's just a mess. It's not funny. It's not really that much fun. 
and it's just mostly boring and stupid. So it's about how we feel about Venom, but we got to talk about it. Aubrey, after credit scene, what'd you think? I liked it. I'm excited that they're bringing him over. Hopefully. It's a, going to be a real lonely island for you and your venom feet in the sand on this one i think i know what do you think happened with what with how venom is now in the mcu um the multiverse with dr strange and everything i think when he did that and he moved everybody else over i think he moved eddie over okay which is kind of stupid because Eddie should be in it anyway, but, you know, <laughs> let's pick and choose our battles. Uh, Mark Ellis Reagans, what did you think of this after credit scene? I thought it was really stupid and incredibly lazy. Um, if you remember the first Venom movie, at the very end, they say something about, oh, and now there could be multiple universes. And then they drop a little clip of Into the Spider-Verse, which was, you know, it was cool to see Into the Spider-Verse on a big screen before it came out. To get like a little clip, but they would they've been playing with this Venom as part of the multiverse joke since the first movie. So mm-hmm. this one, all they did was all right, we're gonna put you in a dingy hotel room and uh we're gonna superimpose uh, a, a really weird image of Tom Holland <laughs> on the TV screen, <laughs> and uh we'll use a clip from uh Spider-Man. Uh we'll use a, a a take three from uh Spider-Man Far From Home and throw that on the TV too. And it doesn't mean anything. It means nothing. Suddenly, Venom's up on a TV licking Tom Holland's face. And it's like, what? What? What is happening here? So, yeah, it's just Sony being super lazy to get people excited for something that, you know, they think that people want and that they don't have to put a lot of effort to give it to them. Give it to them. All right. Well, you know. In the beginning of the after credits scene, Venom says he's got knowledge of all the symbiotes across the universes. Yeah. Um, and he's going to show him a little bit of it and then lights start flashing. So my assumption was that was Doctor Strange's spell then transporting him to the MCU. Um, why it would transport him to the MCU, I don't know. Um, we don't know anything about Spider-Man No Way Home, but I'm assuming that the people – that were transported here, like the villains, because they all have a tie to Spider-Man. Okay. Like Venom has no tie to Spider-Man. Like, <laughs> like he's never even met Spider-Man. He doesn't know Spider-Man exists. Tom Hardy doesn't even know who Spider-Man is when he's looking at the TV. Right. So what would be the pull that would magically make Tom Hardy Venom be part of that spell other than a $90 million opening weekend? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. So that like it, it's like you said, Mark, it's very Sony lazy. They wanted this. They're going to get it. Um, I just it, as an old school comic fan, the aliens costume saga and everything that goes along with it, it should be amazing. It was amazing in comics when I was like 10. Um, but we still haven't got it yeah. <laughs> in live action. It's very disappointing that we probably never will at this point. Um I don't know. I don't really have any excitement for Venom in the MCU. I don't know how it's going to work because he's clearly there as like a goofy like hero and that's not going to really fit. Like why would he fight Spider-Man? People are speculating that because Venom has memories from all the symbiotes across all universes. He remembers Spider-Man 3. <laughs> and that's why he doesn't like Spider-Man. Okay. But- all right. Venom 3 or whatever, or whatever you want, Spider-Man 4 or whatever you want to call it, 
has a lot of heavy lifting to do story-wise to make me understand why the two of them would fight. And I don't have any faith in anyone involved in the making of either Venom movie to pull that off. So. Seriously. The the reason nope. the reason will be the most lazy ex, laziest excuse you can think of to bring these two people together. Hopefully Tom Hardy didn't go to high school with like Anya Taylor Joy or something, you know. Um, but Aubrey, Venom three. It's gonna happen whether we want it or not. What do you want from Venom three? Do you want Toxin? Do you want him to fight Spider Man? What do you want? I want Carnage to come back. He's dead. I want Carnage to come back and I want more backstory. I don't want this, here's another character, here's another character kind of bullshit. I I want them to build the universe. I don't want them to just expect everybody to know who everybody is going in. Mark Ellis Reagans, what do you think? Uh, It's a really weird time for the MCU with all of this multiverse stuff happening. I don't even know, I don't even know if... Spider-Man being with Venom is going to be Venom 3. I think they're just going to do like their own, you know how like uh, we never got a Man of Steel 2. We got Batman v Superman. I think we're going to yep. get like Venom v Spider-Man and then we'll. Hope- Dawn of eating lobsters. <laughs> right. And the dawn of uh, of uh, whatever the, the, the cop's villain name is now. Uh, toxin. Toxin. Dawn of Toxin. That's it. Uh, and then we'll get a Venom 3 down the road. So I think Sony's just trying to. They don't really care about character or story. They just want to give fans whatever's going to get their butts into the seat. So it doesn't really matter. I, I would be happy if they just did, you know, more Eddie Venom story and then they have to take on a big thing. And then uh, someone dressed as Spider-Man's character makes an appearance at the end and then he takes off his mask and it's Tom Holland for like two seconds. <laughs> and that, that'd be I'll be fine with that. OK. All right. Um. Yeah, man, uh, I would love for them to get – I'm sorry, Aubrey. I would love for them to get the goddamn uh, symbiote off of Tom Hardy. Um, but now I was just thinking because in the comics at one point, Flash Thompson used the Venom symbiote to be Agent Venom, which was mm-hmm. like a, a secret agent. Mm-hmm. It was pretty awesome. I don't know if you guys read that. I'm sure Mark didn't. but. No. <laughs> I did, but I don't know how they're going to do that in the newest one with right. Flash Thompson. Right. As I was, as those words were escaping my mouth, I was thinking of what Flash Thompson looks like in the MCU, and I was like, "That's not going to work at all." Um, <laughs> so maybe a different character could be Agent Venom. Um, there's a lot of cool places, and, and they could go with it. I have no faith in Sony that they will go there. That's the problem. I think you guys are right. We're going to get a shitty team up movie. And then we'll get another Venom movie out of it, and he'll yeah. probably fight Toxin or well, Harry fought Shriek. Um, I'm trying to think of what other symbiote monsters there are he could fight. I can't, I can't remember any of them. There's, or we'll get Venom the Madness, or one of the one of the bad like '90s like uh, limited series will get adapted in some way. Or we'll get Venom and Carnage versus Toxin. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> Maximum Carnage, Separation Anxiety, one of those things. Somebody said that Sony was going to try to build towards Null, <laughs> which is like a major uh, character in comics nowadays. They actually just had a huge crossover involving him. I don't feel any confidence that Sony could pull off anything like that. Um, and I'm also really worried about not that I was excited for, but I'm really worried about Morbius um, yeah. and how the hell, what the hell they're going to do with that because that movie's been sitting on a shelf for what, like three years at this point. <laughs> It feels like it. And we know that Spider-Man is in that universe. We know that that is connected to we know Spider-Man's in a universe and we know that it is connected to the MCU somehow. 
Right. So that's even a little different. That was this, that was made predating all the multiverse stuff. So I don't know what the fuck they're going to do there. I just hope uh, eventually, and we'll get into this a little bit next week too, but eventually you have to take the multiverse off the table. It's a great storytelling tool. Yep. And it's, it's a lot of fun stories and cool stuff you can do, but at some point you have to take it off the table. Even if you're, if it's still, you don't have to like do anything. You don't have to have like Dr. Strange sew up the multiverse or whatever. Like, you just have to kind of forget about it for a while or nothing matters. <laughs> no, you have to they're going to have to end it because everyone's going to be crying about, well, what about this character from this universe? And what about this character? What about from Electra universe? from Daredevil movies? <laughs> yeah, they, they ain't walking through that door, fans. They got to figure out how to crash the whole multiverse thing soon. The um, Capital One credit card commercial cinematic universe with Samuel <laughs> Jackson and Jennifer Garner. <laughs> We, you, you, I've watched Daredevil season three. We have a new Electra. We don't, we don't need Jennifer Garner anymore. She's coming back. <laughs> You're gonna hear like faint, muffled evanescence in the background. <laughs> it's gonna show up, twirling sighs around terribly. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know what the fuck I want from a Venom movie still, but it's not any of this. So let's get a score: zero to five. Five being the best, zero being the worst. Aubrey, what do you have for Venom? Let there be carnage. I'm gonna give it a two. How many of those stars are because of Tom Hardy? Two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Mark Ellis, what about you? Uh, I'm going to give it a 1.5 because uh, it's not that good. And I it, I don't need to see it again. I would probably watch the first Venom again. I don't need to see this one again. Okay. Um, I am also going to go for a one and a half out of five. Um, I feel like going lower than one and a half is being a little meaner than I should to this movie it's this is not prisoners of the ghost land or thunder force those are much worse movies this is not good though um most of the humor doesn't hit uh you know the positives for me are really just a couple of the jokes and laughing along with michelle williams and woody harrelson knowing what movies kind of movie they're in <laughs> i really am telling you if you ever watch it again just watch her in some of her scenes she looks like she's about to burst out laughing 99.9 percent of the time she's on screen even when she's supposed to be in peril so um <laughs> So, yeah, one and a half out of five for me. That is it. That is our review of Venom. Let there be carnage. If you have a different opinion, and I know some of you do, uh, feel free to hit us up on social media. Slide into those DMs. Let us know what you thought. But now we're going to wrap it up before we tap it up. And we are going to get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey, what do you got? I recommend everybody go watch the Squid Game on Netflix. It is like the newest craze to watch. And I just started it, so I can't speak too much about it, but it is pretty good. I have not started it yet, but I will be soon. <laughs> awesome. Mark Ellis, what about you? Uh, yeah, I want to recommend if you have Disney Plus, uh, 1994's Spider-Man animated TV show is on there. And season three is when they introduce Carnage. Uh, and I believe there's a... Uh, I think Venom is in a few episodes, too. So uh, I started watching that just so I could you know, get a little bit of uh, what... I would consider to be a good carnage story and just like the first 10 minutes of the cartoon. I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> this is way better than the movie. Like I totally get the character now. So, uh, yeah, if that's you have a, the, uh, the one that's like, yeah, the fucking, um, guitar, wailing <laughs> guitar theme song. I believe so with, uh, okay. what you would call it? The Aerosmith guy did it. Yeah. Joe Perry. Thank you. 
yeah, yeah. It's 1994's uh, Spider-Man animated show. They cover uh, the whole Venom saga in a season. They part, start in season one, and in season three, they introduce Carnage. So I would recommend that. Awesome. Well, I will recommend that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. There's links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. There's movie reviews. There's comic reviews. There's so much more at SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our YouTube channel at YouTube.com backslash SoWizardPodcast. There's hours of free exclusive content on there. Adam just dropped a movie review today, and there's a bunch more interviews that just went up this week as well, so check it out. Don't forget our Patreon, patreon.com backslash Podcast. You can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive episodes and more this month. It's the only place to hear our reviews of – what the fuck is the name of that movie? <laughs> Uh, the mini Saints Some of Newark. Sopranos movie. Uh, Sopranos prequel movie on HBO Max. That's the best I got. Sorry. This, that's going to be a fun one. Um, our, our video podcast will be talking about Star Wars Visions and more. So check out our Patreon. Now, myself, I will recommend what I have been watching instead of watching Squid Game. And that is uh, Black Summer on Netflix, which is a zombie apocalypse television show like stay with me here stay with me <laughs> um and it's from the creators of z nation i don't know if you guys ever watched that no i didn't no. like z nation because it was too goofy and it was it was like sharknado meets the walking dead it really sucked i hated it so i didn't i never watched this they were like oh this is from the same people so i never watched it and i was really bored a couple weeks ago and i was i had nothing to watch and like fuck it and i put it on it's not goofy. It's it's serious, and it's like if The Walking Dead didn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I banged out the first season in two days. Like I, wow. I really liked it. Maybe I my expectations were so low, but um, you know, if you're looking for a zombie apocalypse show, I think that's the one for you. Black Summer on Netflix, and also I think you should watch all of What If on Disney Plus because that, my friends, is what we will be talking about next week. But that's going to do it for episode number 374 of the So Wizard Podcast. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo, my co-host, the queen of all symbiotes, Aubrey Litchfield. I need brains. <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Uh, everybody have a great week and Wakanda forever. See you guys next week to ponder the question, what if... Good journey.